Our guest today is the past president of the Georgia Municipal Black Caucus. In 2018 and 2019, she was named one of Atlanta's top 100 black women of influence, and she was elected as the 34th mayor of the city of East Point. I would like to welcome Mayor Dina Holiday Ingram of the city of East Point to the Southside Show. Well, thank you so much, Artie, for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. So, uh, my understanding is that you were elected as a city councilman in 2014, and in 2018, you were elected the mayor of the city of East Point. How have things been so far? So, it's been a eight, almost eight years of progress, I would say. Um, we, when I became a council member, it was at a time where you know, the residents wanted change. We needed to rebrand ourselves and really create a space where people wanted to invest and live and work, shop, play, all of those things. And so we were building that. And when I became mayor in 2018, that charge continued on. And we are absolutely a place where people are choosing East Point. Um, it's not they just kind of happen to end up there. They want to be in East Point. They're choosing East Point to live, to invest, to open businesses. Um, and it's been a really good time of growth. All right. Well, Mayor, I've talked a little bit about, some, I guess, some of your accomplishments and the cool stuff that you've done. <laughs> Please tell us, how did you end up in the city of East Point? Where are you from, your family? Oh. Just anything that you feel comfortable sharing for our guests. So I'm a small town girl. I grew up in a town of 5,300 people um, called Stark, Florida. I was the first black valedictorian, so they invited me back to speak. Wow. And when I went back to speak, it was still about 5,300. I'm not sure how that happens, but really small town. Everyone knew everyone. Um, my dad was a small business owner, so he had his own construction company called Holiday and Sun Construction. Okay. And my mom was an educator, business education, and then guidance counselor. And so they really instilled in me this whole, you know, really it's bigger than you. And to think outside the box to figure out how to serve people. So I say I'm, I'm literally born to serve and called to lead, right? And, and that really believe that service is the rent we pay for our room here on earth and how do we be social engineers. So I went to FAMU undergrad, orange and green blood in my veins as a rattler, um, majored in business administration, accounting and mining and psychology and criminal justice and then went to law school at Howard. And when, while at Howard, I was trained to be a social engineer. And so that means how going out and that, you know, you really go out into society and try to engineer a society that is more fair, more just, more equitable, more inclusive for everyone. And you really look at the procedures, the laws, the process, right, to really bring about systemic change. And so doing that came to East Point in um, 2010. Got married to an amazingly supportive husband. And we have a very vibrant, vivacious 11-year-old daughter, Nia. My husband's name is Willie. And so we relocated here in 2010 and chose East Point. Literally, I was the president of the Florida um, Black Lawyers Association at the time, and I had to do some traveling. So it's like, we can be close to the airport. I don't have to get on the highway. And we chose the Camp Creek or this area over here, which is known as Ward D. And um, again, the residents wanted change. I decided, hey, I, I have some skills to offer, right? Um, I've led, I've served, and I see the potential in the city of East Point. And so I knocked on some doors and I guess I convinced enough people um, to trust me to be their council member and then said to them when I ran for mayor, let's continue progress together. And 
they believe that as well. And so I sit here as the 34th mayor of the great city of East Point where there's no point like East Point. Okay, great. Well, the South Side show is about all things good on the South Side and, and shining light on things that would not normally be picked up by the main street media. So one thing I would like to uh, you to shed some light on about the city of East Point, why should a business or a homeowner or a an entrepreneur want to invest in the city of East Point? You know, I believe it's a place where you can have a small town charm. So if you're looking for a city or a space where you can live, where you know your neighbors and your neighbors know your name and you're connected and you have this sense of strong community, you absolutely want to choose East Point and our many um, amazing residents and neighborhoods. If you're a business owner and you're looking for people, looking to be in a market where pe there are needs that still need to be met, right? So we will, are looking for more um, retail, more um, restaurant, more entertainment, more quality of life type um, services so that we don't have to continue to drive 50 miles um, to be able to have a nice town, night out on the town with our friends and family. And so we're absolutely a right market for that. We are looking also for if you're a business and you feel like there's a way that you can help government be more efficient, effective, um, more responsive. You know, we are absolutely a city that is 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 a, in a position of growing in a way that is people focused. So whether you want to buy a home, you want to have a business, you want to develop at the end of all of that or the root of all of that are people. And being people focused and, and understanding how we can work together in a connected way to really leverage the resources that are being brought into the city through investment, through development, through residents, through you know just a number of different things to really help. It's a win-win proposition, right? So we, if you want to come into the city of East Point, know that it will be a win-win, right? I believe that there's absolutely a way to grow together. There's absolutely a way to win together. And, and it has to be people focused. Okay, so how might someone take advantage of the fast track program for the city of East Point? So we just completed two cohorts. We're looking to offer more. So we partnered with the Vault at East Point. Okay. And so we'll be continuing to share that information. We don't have the dates yet of the next cohort coming forward. Okay. Um, but monthly, our economic development department also has monthly meetings with small businesses. So there's a standing monthly meeting at our cupcakery in downtown East okay. Point, which has the best cupcakes in the I've state of Georgia, according to Delish Magazine. Mm -hmm. So those, there are ongoing ways to connect into this system, right? And we're going to continue to build with a sense of intentionality to support small businesses. Okay. Um, also in a conversation with one of your colleagues just previously, um, we talked about, you know, March 15th, uh, 2020 mm -hmm. and how kind of the world changed as we, <laughs> as we, as we know it, um, you know, due to COVID, you know, a lot has changed, lot. you know, it, 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 it's, it's one of those game changing times, just like, uh, if you can remember when, um, the, um, the Twin Towers were hit by the planes. Yes. It's kind of like I judge life like pre, you know, Twin Tower, after Twin Tower. Now we have, you know, pre-COVID and after COVID. What is East Point doing now differently than they were doing before? And what have you recognized throughout this entire COVID fiasco? I've absolutely um, 
then it solidified my belief that we are actually stronger together and teamwork makes the dream work. And I know those sound like cliches, but when COVID rocked everybody's world, um, we, of course, like all other governments and businesses in, across this country, we shut down our in-person operations and started teleworking, which meant, you know, our parks were closed, our recreation center was closed. But what we did is realize that we had to focus on the basics, that people, the, the very basics of survival were at stake, food and shelter. Mm -hmm. And so we actually, from the first week in April to now, still distribute food um, and pivoted in our recreation center into a distribution center to be able to provide food throughout the city to, and to people who, who could access it, come into the city. Um, we've distributed over 6 million pounds of food. It's wow. about $80 million worth of food, right? Within the city of East Point, through our partners, through our churches, our faith-based organizations, that were already kind of in this work as well. We reached out to them and just stood it up quickly. Then they said, in order to even think about reopening, we need testing. So we first week in May started offering free COVID testing in our downtown um, and at other our faith-based partners as well throughout the city. Then it was, I remember very clearly being on a call with mayors from around the state of Georgia and talking to some medical experts through Georgia Municipal Association. And they said that if you don't implement a mask mandate by X date, it is going to be substantially worse. So we were the second city in the state to implement a mask mandate um, because masks were the medical experts and the data were saying masks were necessary to save lives. And so we said we're saving lives in East Point, right? Mm -hmm. Forget the politics is not politics. And so then, you know, now to vaccinations, um, it's definitely encouraging people to vax up. We have a PSA that we've done around that. But what also became clear is in February of 2020, four point, we had an unemployment rate around 4.5%, 4.7%. By the end of April of 2020, so 60 days later, it was 20%. And it stayed in double digits through the end of 2020. And so, you know, people are finding themselves unemployed due to nothing that, not performance, not anything is the way this pandemic just shook the whole world. And so, you know, our residents need, and we, we implemented a bridging the gap resource request form so they could let us know if they needed food or rental assistance or mortgage assistance or lawn service or just other. And those financial assistance for rent, utilities, mortgage started to increase. And so we, um, after we valiantly fought with the county to get some CARES Act funding. Mm -hmm. We allocated about $200,000 of those funds towards utilities assistance and then applied for emergency solutions grants from the county okay. and received a little over $250,000 through that. And just recently was awarded um, 500, we were awarded $550,000 in CDBG wow. grant funds. And so now that's over a million dollars that has been allocated or we were able to secure for utilities, rental, and mortgage assistance. And now the CDBG grant funds can be used for mortgage assistance. And so we know that there's a lot of money. That the county's getting $206 million. The state has money, right? And that there's going to be other sources for rental assistance. So we are working collectively mm -hmm. to make sure that we are helping bridge those financial needs to help people get through this together. That is what I have assured our residents from day one. We will get through this together. And that means us looking at things differently and pivoting. Um, as a government, you know, we did a lot of teleworking. We're still having meetings virtually. We're looking to open um, City Hall back up to the public and all of that at the beginning of August. 
but we're moving forward in that. But, you know, given the demographics of our community, we realize that people of color um, have been most disproportionately impacted mm-hmm. by this virus. And so we have to be a little more cautious in the way that we reopen and in the way that we do things. And so the lessons learned of, you know, being flexible, being pivoting and, and still putting people first. Like if we can't put people over politics, profit, or party during the pandemic, I mean, I, I think people are pretty much lost cause if you can't do that, right? right? And so, you know, what we have been doing for years has become very clear that that has to be the way forward and that we have to focus on equity and inclusion mm-hmm. to make sure everyone, we're, we're trying to meet the needs of everyone and we're dismantling these inequities and these systemic inequities that we inherited within the city. Great. So, Mayor, uh, do you have any last words that you would like to leave our Southside show guest? So, I would just like to say, again, thank you for the opportunity to be here. And that, you know, when I say that there's no point like East Point, I say that for two reasons. One, because I believe that we are a model city and we will continue to be a model city for all things just, fair, equitable. Um, inclusive in a place where you can really feel like you are a part of what is happening and a part of our growth and where we are absolutely committed to leaving no East Point behind. But I also say it because I want people to say, why did she say that? And I'm like, check us out. Come check us out and see. And there's no point like East Point and we have a space for you. So thank you again for this opportunity. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you dropping by in business and in the future, we'll probably call you back so that you can update us on the great things that's going on in the city of East Point on the south side, because there's a lot of great stuff. There's absolutely a lot of great stuff in the south side. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you.